you know, if you're a water person, if you're a swimmer or a snorkeler or a free diver or a scuba diver or you're comfortable in the water, then it's just one of these experiences that almost everybody should at least try at least once, if not more. Hi, this is Gail with Experiences You Should Have, your how-to guide for amazing experiences. And today, we are going to be talking with the owner of Kona Honu Divers, which is my favorite dive shop in all of Hawaii. Uh, they're located in Kona on the Big Island. Byron, he is a stellar guy. And, and they work with another company and offering these amazing snorkeling and freediving tours called the Open Ocean Safari. The Open Ocean Safari is a freediving and snorkeling adventure that you will never forget. This is not your average, let's go snorkel around the beach or go just chase after dolphins in the bay. No, this is blue water snorkeling. So blue water, you're in, in the part of the ocean where it's pelagic creatures, non-reef creatures. So at night, uh, like blue water diving would actually be black water diving. But this blue water expedition, the open ocean safari, is during the day and it's not diving. You're snorkeling, you're free diving, and you are in search of big animals. You're looking for whales, dolphins, sharks, manta rays. And the thing is, you never know what you're going to see. And if you do see something, it's probably big. <laughs> So I highly recommend checking out this blue water expedition or, or searching for open ocean safari or just give Byron a call at Kona Honu Divers. I promise, I promise this will be something that you will never forget because you're going to have many days throughout your life where you're sitting at your desk or whatnot and, and the day's just going to float on by. But this day, the day that you go on an adventure in search of big animals in the blue ocean, that day is going to stick with you. And you know what? That's what life's about, right? It's the memories. It's the stories. It's the experiences, which is what this podcast is about. So if you would like to learn more, such as costs and skills, requirements, etc., uh, please listen on as I talk with Byron on how to make this incredible experience happen. And also, if you're interested in checking out more information around the main array night dive or blackwater diving or just other diving in, in Kona, uh, go to experiencesyoushouldhave.com. I've got lots of episodes about it. Um, and also, check out KonaHonuDivers.com. Again, my favorite dive shop in Hawaii, hands down. Enjoy. Well, thank you for joining today. I appreciate it. 
So we are actually going to be talking about the open ocean safari taking place in Kona, Hawaii. And I love doing episodes in Kona because I feel like so much cool stuff happens in Kona from the Manta Ray night dive and blackwater diving. And uh, Byron here is the owner of Kona Honu Divers, my favorite dive shop in the world and located in Kona. And they offer something called the Open Ocean Safari. Byron, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what this Open Ocean Safari is? Yeah, sure. The uh, Open Ocean Safari is kind of a name that I came up with for this excursion. Um, I don't know that there's like a a well-established name for it, but basically it's, uh, you you jump on a boat and you go out in the middle of the ocean and you look for big animals. So that's why I call it the Open Ocean Safari for the app description. Of course, that's just a brief summary. There's a lot more to it. Well, can you tell our listeners about the first time that you did this experience? Yeah, that was uh, pretty amazing. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm so uh, psyched about it. Um, I got really lucky the first time I went out. Um, it was kind of like, you know, it's kind of like going fishing. Like sometimes you catch something, sometimes you don't. And we just happened to hit a big the very first time I went out. So we, uh, we jumped on the boat. Um, it's a Navy SEAL boat. It's a big, long, um, r- like rib, rib craft style boat, a rigid hull inflatable with two um, giant 450 horsepower bi-turbo high-performance diesel engines. Uh, so the thing goes really fast. It goes probably, I want to say like 70 or 80 miles an hour. But of course, you know, most people, they don't want to go 70 or 80 miles per hour because, um, you know, they want to stay in one piece. So normally they'll be driving maybe about 50 miles an hour max speed, depending on the water conditions. Uh-huh. And so the first time we went out, it was pretty wild. Uh, we, we just, as soon as we left the harbor, um, we ran into some spotted, dolph- uh, spotted dolphins, which are pretty rare. You don't see them very often at all. Like were they and Atlantic cool spotted those. dolphins? Or just spotted? No, they're just a... You know, there's about 200-something species of dolphins, so there's some kind of spotted dolphin that's frequent to the Hawaii area, but they're not, you don't see them. I've only seen them maybe two or three times. Okay. Um, Yeah, so that was really cool. Then we headed down uh, up north to Manta Cleaning Station. We swam with some mantas, and then we headed out into the open ocean, and we found a sperm whale. Which wow. is super cool, and I was hoping to be able to get in the water with a sperm whale, but it it eluded us. It, it didn't want to play, didn't want to hang out. Uh, which uh, then I added the sperm whale to my bucket list uh, because it's one of those animals that is really special. It's the largest predator in the world, and it's really hard to find. Almost uh, very few people have actually been able to get in the water with a sperm whale, or let alone see one. Wow. Um, many people that have been on the water for many years have not seen them. That was cool. And then we headed over to, oh, we uh, ran into a pod on the way back in. We ran into a pod of uh, pilot whales. That's some of the pilot whales. They were super chillaxed. So we actually got to swim right up. I swam right up to one of the big poles. I got so close that I was actually kind of freaked out by oh. how big and powerful the thing was. Yeah. <laughs> how big is a pilot whale? How big is a pilot whale? Uh, yeah. They are, it can range 
but the bowls probably get about 15 feet long, I'd say. Wow. Maybe 20. I don't know. They're, they get pretty good sized. Yeah. No, that's and they're very muscular looking. So you got right in this pilot whale's face. Right in the, yeah, I could see his eyeballs staring at me. It was, yeah, was kind of intense. Um, and uh, yeah, those, those guys are super muscular looking too. Like they could just, they could do a number two if they wanted to. But yeah, they're really cool looking. Um, just they're black and shiny and just so uh, relaxed and peaceful and calm in the water. And then after that, we headed into Kealakukua Bay, hung out uh, where the Captain Cook Monument is. It's a really nice bay. And, uh, they got a lot of snorkelers and people like to go there and hang out. And uh, so, you know, we just did some snorkeling there and then we headed back into Kona. And on the way in, the cool thing on this boat, this particular boat, is it has this jet drive, so it's able to do things that other boats are not able to do. Like it can uh, go from moving forward to in reverse, uh, moving into reverse in an instant. So and you're cruising along at 50 miles an hour and they give you a handhold signal that you need to hold on. And um, as soon as they flip it into reverse and hit it full throttle, um, the boat goes from 50 miles an hour to a complete stop in less than five seconds. Wow. Now that is cool. some power. <laughs> yeah, and also they can they can turn the, the, the jet drives in any direction, uh, so they can you know uh, do like three sixties and turns like really quickly, uh, which is really fun. Wow, cool, so cool, and and so how many times have you gone to go out on this boat? Um, probably, I think I want to say like four times. And of those four times, have you seen big animals in the water? Um, I would say three, three of the four times I've seen animals in the water. Um, and two of those times, the animals were a bit shy. Yeah. And the fourth time, I don't know that we saw any. Okay. But we did some nice snorkeling. So it's not guaranteed. So it could either you could either see nothing, or it could be like the, the coolest day that you have ever had. Yeah, it'll be like bucket checking, bucket list checking, like most awesome day you've ever had in your whole life kind of experience. I would say that's a good reason to do the experience. Um, and why else should others? experience being in the open blue ocean with these creatures i don't know it's, it's something you can't do you know uh, most places it's it's cool like one of the cool things that like reason why i call it safari it's like you're going in the water with these animals that are way bigger than than you they're way more powerful than you um and it's like you know standing there next to a lion or uh, an elephant or mm. you know, whatever African giant animal you can think of, right. um, you know, but normally when you go on safari, you don't get to stand next to the lion. You don't get to stand next to the elephant. In this case you do, you get to get pretty close to them um, sometimes uncomfortably. So um, if you're really brave, um, but that's one of the unique things about it is that these are ocean animals. And for the most part, they're pretty cool with you being in the water. You do have to be cautious though. Um, cause it is like going on safari, you know, you've got these big animals that, um, could easily, if they wanted to, they could hurt you. So, um, you know, you have to be cautious and careful when you do get in the water. And the great thing about this, uh, boat 
in particular is that they are really in tune with the behaviors of the animals. So they know if the animals want, are okay with you approaching, they know that. If they're not okay with you approaching, then they also know that too. They'll, they'll uh, they have a guide with you in the water. They only put two people in the water at a time, usually with the more sensitive animals. And that way it keeps them, keeps their demeanor in a, in a good way. Now, that, I mean, that's really nice to know. And I know that there's like laws and, and rules out there on how close you can get to whales and that sort of thing. Um, so how, how do you keep that in check when you're in the water with these big animals? Well, those laws apply to uh, humpback whales. Okay. So other whales, the laws don't apply um, as far as I know. Um, I'm not, I don't own this operation, so I don't know exactly what the rules are. Uh, mostly it's like you can't harass or touch um, marine animals. And, you know, the way that, that uh, these guys operate, they are very careful not to harass the animals. You know, if the animals don't want you in the water with them, they're going to let you know. And, you know, so they're going to be respectful of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's really important. Now, how does this trip differ from uh, just going for like a Kona uh, dolphin snorkeling day with with like the other boats? Yeah, so the Kona dolphin snorkeling is pretty big industry. A lot of people do it. It's for basically everybody. I mean, just about anybody and everybody. This trip is more for people that are maybe in a little bit better shape. Um, there's standing requirements. You got to be able to stand for at least four hours. There's no seats on the boat per se. Uh, when the boat's moving, you've got to be standing. There's a backrest and a bar in front of you that you can hold on to to kind of keep yourself uh, put, pushed up against the backrest. And by standing, you can actually cushion yourself from the uh, movement of the boat a little bit better than if you were sitting. So they can move a little faster that way. And that's one of the nice things about the boat. You know, normally on a dolphin snorkel, you'll be going relatively slowly depending on the the boat and the operator this boat will be going typically at least twice as fast if not three or four times as fast as most other operators and so you can cover so much more distance and the nice thing about that is the open ocean is like a giant massive flat blue desert and you know in the desert it's you know you gotta walk a, a while before you can find animals plants that sort of thing and the same in the ocean, uh, there, you know, there's just vast stretches of nothing. And so you really have to range and cover a lot of ocean to find anything. And that's where this operator really excels in that they can easily cover these uh, vast distances by just, you know, with, through sheer speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and so how old do you have to be? to go on this trip and what other physical requirements are needed? Um, well, you know, I'm not sure what the age requirement is. I'd have to look it up, but, um, uh, typically, typically the, uh, the the only physical requirements are, you you know, you don't want to have any back issues. Um, you don't want to be pregnant, um, preferably no heart conditions, but, you know, I don't think they screen for that. And then also, um, you know, you want to be physically fit to where you can stand for a long period of time and, and be comfortable swimming also. So you want to be a good, a solid swimmer. That's pretty important because, you know, if you are in the water with these animals, you want to be able to keep up with them or swim, you know, back to the boat or whatever. So, um, yeah, having 
preferably a good set of fins with you, um, and a mask and snorkel mask that fits would be ideal. Uh, so you can actually see the animals once you're in the water. And I believe they do provide that sort of thing for you, but ideally you've got your own pair uh, so you know it fits you well and, and whatnot. Uh, because you may get really lucky and, you know, to see the pot of sperm whales. We've had sperm whales in the water lately in the last couple of weeks. There's a pod, I think, because they had a little baby hanging out just offshore here. And, you know, you might get an encounter with some sperm whales, and if you're in the water for a while, you know, you want to be comfortable and able to keep up with the pod. So it's good to have a good set of uh, snorkel gear. Also, you're going to be outside uh, in the sun. Uh, there's no shade on this boat, and so you really want to have a decent hat and a lot of sunscreen and, and uh, some sort of cover on your skin. And when you do stop and get in the water and then get back out, you want to reapply the sunscreen and keep the sun um, because you will get a lot of sun exposure on this particular boat. Got it. Got it. And so you've, you've mentioned some sperm whales and dolphins and, and that sort of thing and mantas. Um what other animals might you see on this trip? Oh man, uh, so we have like 13 different kinds of uh, cetaceans, which is, you know, dolphins, whales, and porpoises that frequent the Kona area. And then we have the random others. So last year during the flow competition we sponsored, we had uh, orcas. Uh, we just had some fin wow. whales yesterday that uh, swam uh, by, and I think. I'm not mistaken, they're the second largest whale. Um, they get up to 100 whatever feet. Um, they're huge. Yeah. And so, you know, we get these random others, but the 13 common ones are like, um, we get um, pygmy sperm whales are not common, but we get those. Uh, the pilot whales are very common. You know, a number of different dolphins. Um, the humpback whales are fairly common. Uh, sperm whales are uncommon, but, you know, that we do get those. Um, Cuvier's beaked whales, one of the deepest diving animals in the world. I'm trying to think of the others. There's a few other, uh, there's another beaked whale. Um, there's dwarf or pygmy killer whales as well. Cool. Uh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a bunch, a bunch of different cetaceans. Um, you know, bottlenose dolphins, uh, spotted dolphins, rough toothed dolphins. Uh, you know, the mantas obviously. Um, you might even see some like monk seals on near the shore. And then there's sharks. There's white tip, uh, oceanic mm. white tip sharks, which are one of the most aggressive sharks. Those are common. Those, those will hang out uh, with the uh, pilot whales oftentimes. Uh, we were just in with a school of pilot whales and like, we had about four. Uh, one of them was, one or two of them were curious and the rest just kind of kept, like checked us out and kept swimming. And by curious, I mean, they swim right up to you, like right up to your face and, even bump you whoa so have you ever had yeah. any weird encounters with the sharks out there i don't know i don't know about weird i mean mostly it's sharks coming in to check you out and getting really close to you mm -hmm. see if you're edible <laughs> right but uh but no shark accident uh no you know, it's mostly that kind of thing. I mean, we do the blackwater dive also, and, you know, the sharks will come in really close then, too. They'll get, you know, get right up in your face sometimes. Mm -hmm. Usually mm -hmm. it's near the end of the dive by the time they find you. And um, some of them are just curious, and some of them are a little more than curious. So it really depends on the species and, you know, the mood they're in, maybe when they had their last meal and, you know, how you're reacting to them as well. Um, 
has a, a bearing on how they're going to act towards you. Right. Is there a best time to go out on this open ocean safari? Um, I don't know if there's a best time. There's definitely a worst time. What's the worst time? Um, I'd say the worst time is anytime there's a storm coming, anytime uh, that it's really busy, like tourist-wise. So, like, the Japanese come September, October, so the boat's going to be pretty busy then. Uh, so if you do want to get on it, you'd have to book it uh, ahead of, well ahead of time. Um, also, Christmas is probably the busiest time during the year, so the boat's going to be booked out then. You'd want to book it well ahead of time. Um, the winter, we do get some swell conditions, some ocean uh, swell conditions. So I would say uh, the winter is probably not typically as good for the calmness of the water mm -hmm. um, as the summer is. That being said, you know, if you're wanting to see specific animals, like, for example, if you want to see whale sharks, the best time of the year to come is during the winter. Um, but then again, you're not guaranteed to see them. Um, but lately, we've been having all kinds of whale sharks almost every day. People are sighting them. Wow. And, um, yeah, last month or so. And so that should continue until mid-January. It was really odd that we've had just an extraordinary number of whale shark sightings, like above and beyond what we normally have. Uh, for some reason, I don't know why that's happening. It's just kind of strange. And then we've also seen a few hammerheads and then these sperm whales as well. So there might be something going on with the El Nino Southern Oscillation thing, or I don't know what it is. But um, So during the winter is good. If you want to see hammerheads, that's usually um, a February thing, January, February. Um, and if you want to see things like, you know, oceanic white tips or pilot whales, those are here year-round. So it just kind of depends, like if you're looking for specific kinds of animals, there are better times of year. But that being said, if you're not, then like summer's probably better because the conditions are nicer, you know? Uh -huh. Perfect. And then what is the cost to do this trip? Uh, it's 160, which um, in my mind is like a crazy good deal. Yes. <laughs> because you can take some of these other operators out. It's It kind of blows my mind that they can even do this for that price um but uh yeah there's these other operators they're doing dolphin snorkel trips for like 149 i think so uh -huh. for 11 dollars more you can just get so much more than your typical dolphin snorkel charter you know chasing dolphins around harassing dolphins that sort of thing right um, you know these guys are the real deal like they're really good with the animals and respectful and like i don't know just the amount of value that you get from this trip is pretty insane because like people they'll go they'll take uh trips out to swim the sperm whales in dominica um and that trip those trips cost many many thousands of dollars right yeah. right this is pretty absolutely incredible and and you're not guaranteed to see anything so what do you recommend for someone who wants to maximize their time and have a possibility of seeing something. Yeah, your best bet is to go more than once. Um, it's like fishing. So, you know, sometimes I've gone fishing a bunch and take a boat out. You know, you spend five, six hundred dollars taking a boat out at least, and then uh, we won't catch anything. Um, so, your best bet is to go multiple times if you can or have uh, the ability to go multiple times. So, if you go once and you don't see anything, you know, keep some uh, days clear. Uh, to rebook or just book multiple days. Uh, your best bet is maybe to give yourself like a day in between 
uh, charters as well. That way you can have a rest day because um, it can be a little bit um, taxing being out on the water depending on how physically uh, conditioned you are. Um, but yeah, I would recommend, and even if you do see swimming the first day, it's almost still worthwhile going multiple days because it's just such an awesome value and such an amazing experience. Like probably go out at least two or three, four or five times while you're out here if that's your uh, your thing. You know, if you're a water person, if you're a swimmer or a snorkeler or a free diver or a scuba diver or any, if you're comfortable in the water, then it's just one of these experiences that almost everybody should at least try at least once, if not more. Yeah, cool. So cool. I mean, this sounds like an experience to remember. And I've never seen a sperm whale or or anything like that. I mean, I've seen lots of ocean animals, but uh, this is now added to my bucket list. So sounds like we'll be coming in 2019. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like free divers, specifically free divers, it's pretty much their jam. Like they're the ones that are gonna wanna do it. Um, a lot of people will come, they'll take free diving courses and they'll go on this boat because it is so, it's so like, perfect for somebody that can dive underwater and hold their breath and really get the best experience with these animals. So I'd recommend to anybody that is interested in doing this, um, maybe even coupling it with the free diving course, because then you'll even get more out of the actual experience being able to like, you know, keep up with the animals and uh, really get the maximum uh, amount of time underwater with them. Perfect. And I will make sure to include a link to the Kona Honu Divers free diving course in the show notes on experiencesyoushouldhave.com. And uh, finally, how can you book this trip? Where do you go? Uh, so you can go to konafreedivers.com and just click on go free diving. And we have all our trips listed there. It's called the Open Ocean Safari. And there's a video there, a nice video of what it's like on this boat. Um, it's really cool because the way when they launch it, they even use like a military uh, vehicle to, to launch the vessel and it's got armor on it. And it's just such a wild, such a crazy looking uh, boat. Um, and, you know, it's supposed to have like a 50 caliber machine gun mounted on the bow <laughs> and it doesn't, but um, it's just such like a unique boat and, and the whole experience, I mean, really, it's like, I don't know that there's much like it anywhere else in the world that I'm aware of. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's so special. Truly amazing. So definitely check out experiencesyoushouldhave.com for all the information. We'll have links to everything. And this is something that you should add to your bucket list for 2019 or 2020. Go take a free diving course and swim with amazing creatures off of the Kona coast. Does that sound, sound good? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great idea. Great. <laughs> and then the nice thing about the Big Island is there's so much more to do in between going out on the water. You know, there's like a lot of these places, you know, they have really great in water, but then the, out of the water, you know, there's not much to do on these little islands in the middle of nowhere. We have like just epic hiking and uh, we have, the volcano just stopped, so now we have just super clear skies. It's the nicest it's ever been in 30 years. So it's like just an amazing place and time to be here right now. You can go to the top, you know one of the tallest mountains in the world, top of Mauna Kea, and see the stars. You can hike into uh, some of the beautiful lush green valleys that we have here. You can go see the lava or Volcanoes National Park. 
Um, and then, you know, there's just so much, I mean, there's so much to do here. I haven't seen everything. I've lived here for over 10 years and, wow. you know, probably seen maybe half the island or so. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and if you're, if you're into water, um, definitely check out the uh, manta ray night dive or night snorkel. Uh, it's one of the best night dives and snorkel in the world. And uh, black water diving will also blow your mind. And those are episodes here on experiencesyoushouldhave.com. And you can use Kona Honu Divers to book all of these amazing adventures. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the mana is like definitely a bucket list uh, kind of thing. Most people that come out here that are even remotely interested in getting in the water want to do the manta. And that's something that's really, really special and unique to uh, Big Island. And Blackwater's too, it's more targeted towards a hardcore scuba diver set, but it's uh, so unique. It's, <laughs> it's amazing. It's my favorite dive. Yes. Yeah, I indeed. love it. <laughs> I agree. My yeah. office is decorated of photos of black from Blackwater. It is is my favorite dive in the world. Um, so definitely check these episodes out. They will blow your mind. Kona is such a special place to me. And you can go do Blackwater dives and you can go do the snorkeling in the blue water with amazing sperm whales and mantas and dolphins and who knows what you will find. But yeah, seriously. But it's an open adventure waiting for you. Well, thank you so much, Byron. I just really appreciate you coming on the show and uh, and giving new ideas to our listeners to experience in the world. Yeah, absolutely. They should definitely make their way out to Kona because I don't know. I think the word's definitely getting out, but um, I don't know. One day it may not be so uh, wild and so rural. And uh, I don't know, we might get, be getting a lot more tourism in the future. I mean, it's been growing, but, you know, like right now, I feel like it's still one of the best kept secrets of Hawaii and uh, may not last. Who knows? <laughs> right. Well, it's my favorite place in Hawaii. So sorry, we're not helping with the secret here, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. but I love it. Thank you so much for listening to Experiences You Should Have. Check us out on Instagram at Experiences Podcast. Also, uh, leave us a review and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you know of an experience that you've experienced that can be replicated that you think others should have, please let me know. Uh, check out the show notes on experiencesyoushouldhave.com and send me a message. Uh, you can click on contact. will come right to me. I read every single one and respond to everybody. Uh, so definitely hit me up. Come be on the show. And thank you truly for listening to Experiences You Should Have.